0: guys, I'm back from vacation and I don't know if you heard, but LaVisca Chenault just got a lot cheaper. Nice. We're back. LaVisca is free in drafts. Free agency is flying. It's good to be alive. It's
1: pretty good to be alive. Yeah. Welcome yeah. back, buddy.
0: I know. I was so confused. Everyone says, What you guys got to do a eulogy of like our favorite player is now as cheap our as favorite player free. Ever. I was mad last year when you guys and us were steaming him into the sixth round. Now, I, this, is, this is joyous.
2: I saw your tweet when you got back that was like you needed a, a TLDR. And I'm just not realizing <laughs> the right response would have been just literally 10 days of people victory lapping LaVisca being dead. It, like
1: people get such a kick out of
0: it. I was going to say like you, I I, I, I saw amazing. some like residual tweets of it, which meant like it had to have been insane when that news was going down.
2: It was every, like I, I, I was like, it's not even about Viska.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was very funny. I, I'm glad people could find some solace in uh dancing on uh Visca's grave. Um, <laughs> What uh how was the show last week? I I, I honestly haven't got a chance to uh catch up on it, but it looked like it was a good time.
1: It was a good time, yeah. Did some drafting with Pine Four, talk some prospects.
2: I
0: good show, yeah. I was uh I was poking in there just today because I like just put the show notes in there, uh belated, uh, because I saw Pat got really lazy with his uh his show notes. You know, you gotta get the links in there, Pat. No, no, I got the links in. (laughs) Didn't I? Oh, maybe on the podcast, not on the YouTube. It's all good.
1: Oh, I probably screwed up on the YouTube,
0: yeah. No, no, no. but right when I, I, I had just, like, tabbed to, like, a real <laughs> quick part, and it was at the end, and you guys, I think, were talking about maybe making a switch where you didn't take a quarterback early enough, and you're like, yeah, maybe yeah. if you grab Lawrence here. And so I hopped into one of the slow drafts the other day when I got back, and I had the same, what had to have been the same decision where Travis Kelsey was staring at me in the third round, and I said to myself, I know I should take Trevor Lawrence here because I'm going to get squeezed if I don't, but I fucking took Travis Kelsey, so... Yeah
1: i've gotten squeezed in like every one of these drafts that i've done i have one with like matt ryan and baker mayfield now they're both potentially out of a job with this <laughs> stupid it's like which one of them's gonna get crushed by the watson news well okay, the, yeah. the
2: funny thing from from last week to this week that some people might get a kick out of that i know a couple people messaged me on was tom brady coming back because like, I, I might have said three or four times that we should take Brady. I was like, Man. I was like yeah, Gretchen like begged us to take Brady. And, and, we were I was like, like, will like is you this shut a up bit? Already. I think at one point you're like, is this
1: a bit or are you serious? I'm like, I'm kind of serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he begged us and we just wouldn't do it.
0: Because that has to have been, and we're going to look tonight at some of kind of the ADP movement. And I know uh, Sam Hoppen sent me over kind of the four for four screener on, uh, they have the super flex ADP movement. And Brady, obviously the biggest mover, you know, went from basically not having an ADP to an ADP of 23. So what, what round were you pushing for him in Gretch? Oh, like the 12th or something.
1: (laughs) Starting (laughs) in like the, probably like the eighth, because we were so boxed out. But yeah, it was, it it would have been amazing if we took him. He hung around yeah. to
2: at least like the 12th or the 13th or something.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I, definitely... where, I thought it
1: was buying for it was pushing. It was you? It was me. Yeah, I kept bringing it up. <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh. <laughs> <push. laughs>
0: uh, so what, when did you guys take your uh, – I know this is bad content, me asking what you guys did on the show last <laughs> week. But where did you take your first QB?
1: Early.
0: Uh, we took
2: Fields, right? Fields in like the third We took or
1: Fields and then we took um, – we took like Jimmy G or something kind of gross like that. Yeah, we did. Because we had taken Jonathan Taylor in the first round.
2: And we were like, if he lands with the Colts, which was sort of the idea. But now it might be Baker with the Colts. But yeah, we were thinking we were going to get a I Colts I kind of like Baker with the Colts. backwards, kinda, backwards. I don't know. But it I don't was know. after taking both of those. So Jimmy G was our second, maybe in like the eighth or something. I don't know. Yeah. And then we ended up taking uh, Matt Corral, right? And then... We were going to take Minshew, but even he went. We ended up taking our fourth QB as somebody
1: real gross. Who was it? Uh, was it was it Zappy? I mean, I, I don't even know. That's who oh, I mean, no, that that like,
2: want to take. We were talking about <laughs> Heineken. Oh God, we went. Someone, someone in the chat's got to remind us. We went real bad with our fourth QB. It was not a good QB at the end of the day. No, it was
0: not. Um, so, so but, what? What is the what is the deal with Baker? I guess I've missed that news item.
2: Oh, he just sent out an email post and was like, I've loved all my time in Cleveland. It's been a great place. It's over. Me.
1: Everyone yeah. and everyone is like, he's not going to be quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Wow. They talked to Watson, and that was like the last straw, I think.
0: And what's the – um? who was the – I was listening to Silva say uh, – who is so – he was saying uh, Watson is connected with the Seahawks really strongly. No, not, no, no. no. That,
1: there was that, but that has since <laughs> evaporated, pretty much completely.
0: I can't imagine it's now. Watson it's the Saints.
1: No, it's down to the Saints, the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Browns. Okay, I'm surprised nothing's happened yet, but
0: yeah. And, and the we Niners were, were
2: sort of, of a dark horse a little
1: bit, but they're they've they've said no, right? Pa- I don't think they're in the mix now. Yeah, because it because there's uh, the Panthers and the Saints. Both have three plus first round picks on the table. Like they put out offers that and are at the asking price. So I it saw really just comes down to the.
2: That suggested it was going to be the Saints today. Oh, our fourth QB
1: is Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's Jesus, right. I you pushed guys that bad. <laughs> yes. yes. I think I, I pushed Fitzpatrick because I was like, he'll, he'll re sign and beat out Wentz, which honestly might happen. We're live, baby. We are live. <laughs> Wentz oh, is man. still bad. Don't forget that. <laughs>
0: Uh, Derek says he got Watson to the saints at plus 900, uh, on Sunday. That seems like a nice risk reward. I mean, that was my thought when you guys were talking about passing on Brady in that draft. And I definitely have a blind spot with those guys, whether it's the off the field issue guys, the retired, the Gronk guys, where I just want to automatically pass over them. And yet not really thinking through the risk reward proposition and at those ADPs, like the reward is clearly outweighs the risk. It's not like you're using I, a third round. I'm off.
1: so mad at myself because Arians got me and Arians is like the least trustworthy source of news in the entire league. But he <laughs> yeah. was just like, so clearly like he's not coming back. Like basically he was, I think he thought Brady was not going to retire in the first place and then got all like downtrodden about it. <laughs> <laughs> but he like threw me off the scent.
0: Fucking yeah. Arians. Yeah. If there's one thing we've learned, we can't, we can't trust him.
1: Um, fell for it again.
0: Yeah, so I thought um I was most interested obviously we have a shit ton of free agency news but I was kind of interested in how this is impacting, you know, drafts. Uh I know the the Superflex draft on Underdog and then uh Michael Dubner also sent me over some of just kind of the fanball ADP which um probably not quite the volume as we'd have on other sites but has a bunch of the 12 team league. So I'll toss out a few of the risers here Uh, and I can pull these up on the screen, but as I do this, are there any guys who for you guys have jumped the most in in value relative to where they were going before?
1: Hmm. You know, I don't know. Does anyone come to mind, Grouch? I'm trying to think through the big moves. Um,
2: I think it's a lot of small stuff. I can't think of someone that I'm like, yeah, I feel really different about that player because of Isaiah McKenzie's back with
1: the Bills, baby. <laughs> I mean, right. Sutton, Sutton's probably the biggest riser, right? Because we, yeah. we were going to talk yes. ourselves into Judy again, no matter what, uh, to some extent. But Sutton now. Oh,
2: Connor. James Connor's the biggest riser.
1: James Connor's a huge riser. That's He's got to be
2: the biggest. He should be like a fourth or fifth round pick, which I don't necessarily want to take him there, but he was going
1: in like the 12th. He's defensible I... there, though. If we didn't have a grudge against uh, against Connor for getting hurt, uh, he'd probably be like a third round pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's definitely def- defensible.
0: He, um, I was thinking about Connor today, actually, and it was breaking my heart because I'm like, he's gonna land in a zone where I'm just not gonna ever want to take him, and yeah. I'm gonna be loading up on whoever the running back two and three is in Arizona. I might be
1: underselling how high Connor would go if we weren't, like, if he didn't have the injury-prone tag. Because remember when Kenyon Drake, after that run, a very similar situation, right? Kenyon Drake was there for a short period, and then he signs with Arizona for, like, one year in, what, 2020? And his ADP that year was, like, mid-second.
2: Yeah. Was it? I don't remember that. Yeah, it was like mid-second. Yeah. He was going right by, like, that.
1: Mixon and stuff.
0: Yeah.
2: People were taking Kenyon Drake that high? Well,
0: the, the, Black other thing, that out. <laughs> the other thing I think you have to be careful about with this stuff, and this is actually illustrated by the Dolphins just signing Mostert, which I believe that news just broke a few minutes before we got on. But, like, even though it looks like a clear one- runway for James Conner, and I know they don't have a lot of casualties, but, like, they could still bring in an impact – Rookie, or what the Dolphins did if you started right. drafting, you know Chase Edmonds because you were super excited about that. Well, then they bring in Mostert. Now it looks like some crazy timeshare there potentially.
2: So, yeah, but, I don't know. But I ag- I agree with that. Um, in I think in a lot of cases, it, Connors is Connors is interesting in the regard that they had a choice. They let Edmonds walk and kept Connor you have to imagine they did so in part because of last year where Edmonds got hurt and Connor stepped into a really big role. Like when, when Edmonds got hurt, we were hoping we might see a little bit more, you know, Benjamin, we didn't like Connor played a ton. And then they just signed him to like a pretty comfortable multi-year deal. Last year they had him one year, two mil or whatever. They just gave him what, three years and quite a bit guaranteed. I'm looking it up now, 13 and a half million guaranteed. looks like he's got dead money into 2023. Uh, They can, like a, a lot more dead money. So he's, he's at least two years. Um, The third year they could get out with only two two mil of dead money, but almost 10 mil of dead money into 2023. So like they just signed this dude for two years to be their lead back, I think, based on what we saw last season. I don't know if he holds up. That's sort of where my concern is. Yeah, He's not one where I'm particularly concerned about them grabbing somebody to take a spot. I do think they'll add somebody, like in the draft, like a day –
1: three guy probably, but there's yeah. not that many guys. Like there's really yeah. not. And, and and to the point that that's like a good outcome, right? I'd much rather have like one of these like James Cook types or something compared to like Raheem Mostert there. Mostert might be really good there. If he's got anything yeah. left, Uh there's, there's like five guys in the whole draft that would, I mean, there's the three guys, uh, Brees Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Spiller, Rashad white, Kyron Williams. If it's not one of those five guys, I don't care.
0: Right. I think I'm speaking even more macro in that you, we know how these ADPs work for these, you know, dead zone running backs where you're paying a projected touch premium Mm -hmm. on them. And there's lots of different factors that could take away from that or take the, the shine off of it. So I'm just like, I don't want to buy the top on James Conner. I'd rather let them bring a guy in then slide, yeah, yeah. I, I see what yeah. you're saying, you and, see what and you're then saying. scoop saying. Yeah.
2: but purely just on like his usage and everything last year. I mean, I, I yeah, I agree with Pat where like the injury prone stuff is, is maybe going to make him cheaper and the contract and everything. I mean, his specific situation does look nice. And the, the way, like, we look at the TDs last year, we talked about him as potentially being that role that Kenyon Jake role last summer, right? We were drafting a lot of him, he did that, he got that, and then he actually played. Like you guys were just talking about pass catchers. I know Nick just mentioned Rashad White in the chat, but like they gave Connor the routes. Like that's what happened Mm -hmm. last year when Edmonds went down, they have, you know, Benjamin who's got a great pass catching track record in college. They, they, they gave Connor the routes and he was good. He was making all those one-handed catches and stuff. He was legitimately really good. So he like, just looking at like what he did last year and then their, their decision to bring him back and let Edmonds walk. I mean, I think you can make a case for him for sure.
0: Yeah. No, and he's definitely more attractive than like you said, like a, a Josh Jacobs type where we've kind of right. we know what he is, where you could actually tell yourself a story and we've already seen it of what a Bell Cow James Conner looks like. Yeah. I mean, we saw it in Pittsburgh and it, it looks awesome.
1: There's an actual ceiling. That's a great point. Most
2: of the yeah, times it's like what's the ceiling? But with Conner, I completely.
1: Agree. The ceiling's and- touchdowns, the ceiling it's high-value touches. The ceiling's a bunch of high-value yep. touches yes. in it in an offense that generates them. It's it's pretty good. Good I also case.
0: would like, and, and maybe you could say, depending on where his ADP settles, um, I'd almost want a little bit of an Arizona looked rough at the end of the season discount because, like, I do want to be on mm-hmm. in in on Arizona right now, so I will be really curious to see where his uh, his ADP uh, settles. That chart you pulled up? Oh, sorry, th- I just tabbed over to the uh, okay, the four for four one, but yeah, I can pull up the Fanball one. I mean, next.
2: it seems like whatever it is, it seems like he didn't go up as high as I was expecting. Like, where is he going? this chat now who's who's drafted in the last couple of days. Oh yeah, so th-
0: this was from like 218. Let me put in like what, I don't know. When did that happen? So yeah, he was going yeah. at like pick 70 in okay. these fan ball and jumped up about 20 picks.
2: Yeah. He's in the
1: yeah fourth round now.
0: And then in <laughs> yeah the...
1: that that feels about I I think he's fine there. In in best ball like it's fine. Yeah. But
0: you
2: yeah know, it's, it's just, not it's not like a clear value or anything. He's he, yeah, probably fairly valued. There.
0: Actually, I I kind of now I see what you're saying in that like, if the jump was from him being valued like a, you know where he was kind of going last year and then jumped all the way up to like the late fourth, early fifth. But the difference here, I feel like the the role change for him should actually probably warrant a bigger jump. Yeah. Than this, even and though I, I think it will. I think yeah,
1: because it's like one of those things. Where it's like, why why isn't James Connor after this news a, like the two ten? like why isn't he? And mostly it's because like, that makes all of us feel a little queasy. Right. But that's, that's basically the only reason. Cause when you do the projections and stuff, it's going to be hard. I mean, unless of course the other is they could bring in someone, but that's completely changes the situation.
2: And he's got the, the injury prone stuff's fair. He's 26. Like I don't want to invest in 26 year old backs early. That's sort of what I'm saying. Why I think he's fair, fairly priced is, and, and Pete, you just said it well with the ceiling thing. It's just like like he, you can make the case for second rounder. A lot of the fourth round backs, you can't. But in in right, I mean, that's why. Like, I feel like in some cases, you can tell yourself you're getting a bit of a discount. I'm not going to be jumping at the opportunity to take him, but I don't think he's off limits at the fourth. Uh, yeah, it just feels more fair. It feels like uh, he's he's only there because people aren't treating running backs the way they used to with like the advancement right.
1: of the dead zone and all that kind of stuff. You know, yeah, and I. He, Oh, go ahead. I, to be clear, I don't think he should be a second-round pick, but I think we've, we've seen guys like him go in the second right. round before. and Especially like three, four years ago, no doubt, right? Yeah, and I do think you're getting a discount relative to where he could end up in the future, uh, so I kind of like that. And then to Evan's point, he's saying we're not going to be touching him in the fourth round of the main event. I agree. Yeah. Also, I think in the main event, good luck getting him in the fourth round. That's not yeah. how the main <laughs> event works. <laughs> he'll, he'll definitely be in the third there. But well, – uh but anyway, I think it's more of a best ball thing where it's like I can structure my team, get my running back touches and move on.
0: Right, because I, I was thinking the same thing where the opportunity cost in the main event, I mean, we know the fourth round just year after year is one of the juiciest rounds for wide receiver yeah. values and also represents where the wide receiver cliff for elite elite talent starts happening. Whereas like you're saying, in best ball, i have started to get excited. Okay, you start three wide receivers if you go with the hyper fragile yeah. James Conner anchor, knowing he has that upside, I mean, then That's you start nice. to have a little fun. But I'm, i I guess yeah. what
2: I'm wondering is if we're headed towards broadly a year and maybe a future where the fourth round isn't what we have have used to think uh is that you know amazing sweet spot for wide receivers, basically. That that becomes the third round and some mm-hmm. of these backs that like we we're just talking about used to be late seconds, we're seeing go in the fourth now. Like Aaron. Aaron Jones is going in the fourth round and, and Rogers is back. I, I know AJ Dillon was good and everything, but like th- there's a couple backs like that, that to me a couple years ago would have been second rounders. I think we are getting more receivers pushed up. I, and so I, 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 I agree I,
0: with that. Take, yeah. And it also feels like this almost two year correction on some of these specific running backs who are going super high yeah, where yeah, they're almost yeah. now at their like true efficient, ADP yeah like I think Aaron Jones is I guess you could say things change for Aaron Jones with with AJ Dillon um without AJ Dillon around he clearly had the upside to deliver that but he's but. got
2: the high value touches he's got the explosiveness he's got stuff that I want if you're giving me a fourth round price I mean it if there's a good comparable receiver but we've been in drafts we, we took him last week and it was in part because there wasn't really a great receiver on the board at that spot I think we were debating him or uh, like another QB or something
0: like that. But what round did you get him in Superflex? Fifth. Is that like a sixth, fifth, fifth round? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Speaking of I, those guys, I mean Nick. Nick asked ranking um, the uh, all backs. I assume kind of going in this you know third to fifth round range. Connor Acres, Gibson, Dobbins, Aaron Jones. Um, do you guys have takes on that?
1: I think you could make a case for Aaron Jones just because. Like it's kind of the bet on talent and, you know, we're not like, I, I mean, I guess Dylan could be coming for him, but the the role is like pretty well established. Whereas Connor, you're kind of doing the classic dead zone thing where you take like some really nice efficiency from the year before and you extrapolate it out over the next season. The guy who maybe doesn't deserve that. I would though, I think take Connor ahead of Jones. I just, I think he's the only guy that really has a case, not and, in a, that's – I
2: mean, that's an interesting five names because you also have Akers, Gibson, Dobbins there. I mean, I think there's a lot of reason to like Dobbins. I think I might have Akers' lowest there, which I know he's gone he, – he was like going one-two turn in January. Like people were really, really excited about him. But like the bad playoff run, not really looking that great coming off the Achilles, and the fact that they had other backs that were actually somewhat productive last year. Like if he's not able to get it done into next year, I'm a little – bit more concerned about him actually like maintaining his um you know his projected touches over the course of a year just from a is he explosive enough standpoint based on the the injury I'm I mean I don't know I'm not saying I'm gonna be completely out on him I think this is five running backs that are all pretty interesting
0: yeah I mean looking at these I, I'm kind of into the three cheapest ones there like I, I'd pass yeah. on Gibson acres and you know Dobbins Jones and, and Connor start to look yeah, I, in, in that vacuum
1: i almost have them i think i would rank them in reverse order of price <laughs> which is pretty okay. wild right well
0: so we started we started the show saying james cotter was uh you know soaring into the dead zone and overpriced and now now we're, we're full bullish no i'm I, well
2: <laughs> i mean yes says he's basically last year's joe mixon How,
0: how's he wrong yes yeah, no, I, I, I i yeah if like, my my thesis is there's if things hold true and they don't bring in any other impact stuff, I, I think his value should probably be there. I just think there's a lot of risk to get to that point in, in mid August. And you guys, it sounds like, think there might be a little less risk. But last year, I makes think sense. a little less no. risk.
1: Although there's a lot of running backs that have yet to be signed, there's like no running backs have been signed. Kudos to the NFL, by the way. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars are screwing everything up, but otherwise, like, they're holding off, they're not making any dumb big deals with these running backs four years ago, they would have been like, who cares if Watson's available? We got to sign this running back to a four-year contract.
0: What, what happened to our dolphins? You know, for, for two years, I'm sitting here saying, look at these guys. They don't spend any, you know, significant capital and free agency or the draft on running backs, and now they signed Chase Edmonds and Moster. I guess I haven't seen what the deal is for most Yeah, they're
2: not bad. I, I The Moster one's got to be small. I don't know if the, the details have come out. The Edmonds. Oh, I deal, didn't. See, I didn't see the Moster one. I was
0: mentioning that was like right person. before we went on. Yeah. Oh, okay. I
2: yeah, like that. That's pretty great. He, yeah, he said
0: the the agent tweeted it out
2: and said he one had year, three point one mil. So yeah, that's very affordable. He had that's multiple suitors but wanted to stick with McDaniel. Uh, the Edmonds deal to me, like right when it came off, I was like, okay, well, I mean, this is fine. But like, I, I think people get sicker shop shock a little, it's two years, 12.1 million base, 6.1 guaranteed. So basically 6 million a year for a veteran running back with the cap, having gone up. That's not like a massive deal or anything. It's, it's, it's a comfortable deal, but it's not a crazy investment. And then moster gets three mil.
1: They get two backs for, you know, under
2: 10 mil a year. There's, There's backs that are
1: making ten mil. Yeah, and like the system does rely on, you know, kind of a specific style of running back, and like you want, and they they're going to run a lot. I mean, Mike McDaniel's talked about that. It's probably going to be pretty annoying how much they run. But uh, look, I mean, like I said, it's not a good draft class for running backs. I think one of the things with the Jacksonville Jaguars, like why the free agent moves are like kind of mind-numbingly bad is that they've made enough of them now where it's hard to imagine that they take a wide receiver at pick 33. And so it's like they've actually boxed themselves out of a super deep wide receiver class. Miami's kind of the opposite, where they've like boxed themselves out of a very thin running back class. I think it's totally fine. Like they're not going to spend a second round pick now on like Brees Hall or Kenneth Kenneth Walker. That's, that's fine. That's a lot to spend on a running back. So if this means they're going to put a lot of emphasis on, you know, wide receivers in a deep class, offensive line help, which they need. They need a ton of offensive line help. They were 32nd in pass blocking rank, 30th in run blocking rank. I mean, they they like get the cheap running backs and improve the offensive line through the draft. That'd be perfect. Kenyon Drake's deal last year for the Raiders that we all kind of laughed at, but because they
2: had Josh Jacobs, um, but like it was it was two years, 11 million. It was basically the same deal that I've been just signed. It had more guarantee. It was one one and a half mil less in total value, but 2 million more in guarantees at eight and a half mil in guarantees. But like Miami situation is different. They didn't have Josh Jacobs. They needed to actually probably bring someone into Pat's point. Either they're drafting freeze hall or somebody or else they had to sign someone, you know,
0: that Mike asking a question that is kind of breaking my brain here, but odds on most carries for Miami. And I'm just trying to think about how that backfield Could play out. Uh obviously there's stuff with health and hot hand and rolls and all of that stuff. But where where do you guys fall on that?
2: Probably Edmonds. Edmonds. Because of Mostert's health. But like I think Mostert's likely to be the early down back when he's healthy and Evans is kind of playing on third downs and mixing in on early downs.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean you've got most Mostert's an old speed player. You know, you probably want to save him as much as you, you possibly can. Uh Oh, like Edmonds is going to add less to the offense than Mostert. So in a sense, given his age, I'd probably like just feed Edmonds as much kind of junk touches as I could and not give those to Mostert.
0: Yeah, I guess it also depends on, yeah, how how much of kind of the, the 49ers run philosophy carries over there. Well, they know? just
2: went and signed Alec Ingold, the Raiders fullback to the second biggest fullback contract in the league behind only Kyle... You, juice check? You guys always make fun of me for that juice name. Juice check. So they so Mike McData went and got his fullback uh to replace juice box.
1: Yeah.
0: Juice box. <laughs> <laughs> you got three different names juice in there box. in that in that story. <laughs> was it like one of the little giants, their nickname juice box or something? It feels like it was a nickname for a kid in a in a child God, Juice, you know juice Box. Me. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, it, it is tough because I, I do think, I mean, the thesis, right, with the Forty Niners backfield is that you want to take shots on the cheapest of those guys, knowing that they'll ride the the hot hand and, and stuff like that. So I, I'll still be interested in if Edmonds becomes, like, do you think the ADPs could settle in a way that the Edmonds-Connor ADPs settled last year where it was like Edmonds' 7th, 8th round and then Connor was like, what was he going, like 11th, 12th round? guy most of the time
1: yeah he was was. uh that was about right yeah um seems right that seems about right yeah
0: and so do you could you see that happening you know this time around again or do you think the public will be more on chase in a way they'll feel comfortable with him at say like the four or five turn and not scared of most no uh i don't (laughs) think i don't think there's gonna be
2: heavy buy-in on either of them maybe most it's a little bit later but just because people don't trust the health and he's older, but I don't think there's going to be huge buy-in on Edmonds.
1: I thought that Edmonds was going to be a dead zone guy, um, kind of like Gaskin was last year. But after the Mostert signing, I think that has to change. I mean, he's probably like a seventh rounder, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As as someone who was loading up, Mostert was my uh most drafted player in the uh the first underdog big board draft. I even had a bet nice. with our guy Chris G, where I was willing to to take him head to head against any any running backs after his ADP. I feel like this is close to the nut landing spot for Mostert.
1: Yeah. It's it's I think it is the nut landing spot.
0: Yeah. Coach that is familiar with him, a lot of vacated touches. Shifting to perhaps a, a run-focused scheme, it seems well pretty good for him.
1: Atlanta, Atlanta might Atlanta. have been better.
0: Yeah, a lot more more touches there.
1: More touches, similar. I mean, it's it's Arthur Smith. It's the same scheme. Basically. But how many touches can he
2: take? I mean, I, I kind of like that. It is. Yeah. Is is it a similar scheme? That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I, I kind
1: of like that. It's the same scheme, but yeah, the, he's he's from the Shanahan tree. Okay, I didn't realize that. Hmm. Yeah, I think we. I don't know. Maybe he's not truly from the Shanahan tree, but he has crossover. So.
0: Got it. Um, did the the McKissick stuff broke since the show last week? Right, you guys didn't hit this one last week. Did you guys hit McKissick to Buffalo? Well, well I mean, McKissick. Th-
1: that was basically today because he yeah. or yesterday, right? He, <laughs> my,
0: my my, I'm, I'm still jet lagged. I can't keep he, track. He went to the, where you met The Bills why? and then came back. <laughs> he, he what? Trade
1: the Bills. He went to the he's. he's it was reported he was going to the Bills. I wrote up that he's going to the Bills and then now he's back in Washington. Wait, Wait what? what? Yeah, he signed with Washington. See, what? See, now, not... now JD I JD McKissick you were is with
2: Washington.
1: Leg. No, JD McKissick <laughs> went back on the contract with the Bills and is now with the Washington Commanders again. What? Yeah. yeah dude. Wow. I missed that did I miss,
0: today. Did I misspell this here?
1: Oh, yeah, that was today. Yeah, my brain's broken. I can't keep keep track.
0: Wow this how did i miss this that's why
1: i was talking about gibson and stuff you know being oh, being the lowest
0: uh hey pete's still on vacation gretch is still on vacation too he was with me on this one um it is crazy because I, I was looking at this one think about all the poor souls who are you know chasing mckissick steam here for for a day nope oh, he's carson wins
1: check down option
0: wow yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. How much ma- how I mean, many millions
1: of dollars difference was there because you'd have to pay me about like 4 million dollars more a year to
0: go <laughs> back to the command. He was out. He was with Josh Allen and the Bills. Goodness. Um yeah, because I would I was I was excited to have the conversation about that relative to Singletary. I mean, what does that say to you though about the Bills intentions perhaps rest of free agency or in the draft?
1: Um, that's a good question. And there's a guy, the McKissick is Rashad White. Uh, he's, he's like a big McKissick. And then there's also Kyron Williams, who's like, uh, really big, uh, red flags in terms of the athleticism, uh, kind of bomb the combine, but a receiving back, uh, he's, I think he would be available potentially in like the fourth round. So if they had either one of those guys, that would make a ton of sense. And I think probably be worse news for Singletary if they added white and probably be a slight, probably slightly um, less impactful if they added Williams than if they'd add McKissick.
0: Yeah. Because that was always the allure for Singletary is okay. He's going to be the back on the field in third down situations, hurry up, you know, two minute offense stuff with one of the best offenses in the league. You throw a McKissick-esque wrench in that. Then you really start to worry about Singletary's role because now he might not have the goal line role. And now it's like you know where what is he doing on on this team? Yeah, that is. Kratch, i a is still yet. processing the news. <laughs> well, I'm almost like, why, why did I? How
2: did I miss this? Too. But it's such a weird situation. Like he announced he was leaving. He got a good deal from like potentially the biggest Super Bowl contender in the league. Like their odds yeah. are right there with the Chiefs. And then he decided to go back to Washington for the same price. I mean, I get it. Like, you're already living there. He probably has a family. But, like, why? (laughs) Why are you choosing Washington for the same price? I was just reading that uh, apparently they didn't offer him. Washington (laughs) didn't offer him until they heard that he was going to go elsewhere. They are like, oh, yeah, we'll give you that contract.
0: Like, what? why do you go back to that? Wasn't it it Antonio Brown that – was signed with the bills for like two hours or something traded and said he'd
2: retire. And then they (laughs) they mixed the trade. It was reported to be agreed on and he said he'd retire and they had to mix it.
0: Oh man. Poor, uh, I was, I want to hear some stories. Like, do you think there was any bills, mafia sickos who ordered like a custom made JD McKissick bills, Jersey, like during that period, I want to hear these stories. Buffalo (laughs) bills,
2: legend, JD McKissick.
0: I was just scrolling through uh, the Twitter uh, Twitter comments on this. This one was uh, meanwhile, I was auto blocked by Adam Schefter for calling JD McKissick a moron. Okay. Um, I don't know what happened there. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened there. <laughs> not a lot of good info here. Um, also, Gretch, now I got really confused. Do you know that there's a Twitter account called Yards Per Pass?
2: Hmm. Nope.
0: And I was scrolling through and I thought, was Gretch actually in this conversation here? Um, but Yards Per Pass, uh, 20,000 followers and the owner of the first ever Bills NFT. This is the guy who bought the JD McKissick Bills jersey. There you go, Gretch. You have competition in the Yards Per Twitter handle
2: sphere. Look, man, it's uh, it's rough in those streets.
0: <laughs> Leonie probably there's, got a McKissick tattoo. Leonie a- <laughs> <holes>. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally... <laughs> So, I was covering it up as tattoo.
1: It hurts, but it's worth it. Oh, Uh, what were you
0: saying, Gretch?
2: Oh, there's a whole like yards per fantasy site now that I've I've seen pop up, which is cool for them. There you
1: go.
0: Cool for them. them. Hang on. I got to do a joke. I had bookmarked this. when i was catching up on twitter the other day um and now i finally have my meme for you so here he goes uh when you find out that the bills signed jd mckissick (laughs) When you find out that he signed with Washington, <laughs> yeah, and then you find out he signed out with Washington.
1: <laughs> when you find out you got to get a tattoo removed.
0: <laughs> when you just crash through a folding table for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I, I didn't even know what were all those guys doing down in Nashville. I saw. Was there? Did I miss a part? I don't know.
1: I saw a Kitchen was taken around. Leonardo. I, I think there was a basketball.
2: Live final or something? Mm. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. We didn't I get actually don't know.
0: we uh our, our invites got lost in the mail. Yeah, somehow that didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> um let's hear some of these other ones. I mean I think you guys probably already talked about Trubisky last week, right? No, that hadn't happened. Pete, when do you think free agency started, man? <laughs> when, did, when did it start? Like Monday. two days
1: ago. Whoa. Monday.
0: I don't know if you guys actually heard, but Trubisky actually went back on it. Is now with the Bears? Yeah. <laughs> is it the Bears? Yeah. What? <laughs> um, so why Trubisky's ADP is one of the top risers? Are are people excited about him as a as a backup stab? Like, well, well it's, he's gonna it's like he's
1: he's going to be the starter unless they draft a rookie, which they yeah. probably will.
0: Do you? I mean, they they have to draft a quarterback, right? have to yeah have to and then it just is what kind of how how many games do they, they get got a
2: former second overall pick God damn,
1: Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> i've been working on some quarterback stuff and trubisky just like no matter what you look at stats wise it's just just a dog shit pick <laughs> there's just like nothing about him profiles
0: well <laughs> uh no matter. I mean, I, I was told that you can slice data any way possible yeah. to make a favorable yeah. case, you but can't Mitch share, you can't cherry is. pick Mitch Trubisky. Um, let's see. Any of these other riser? I mean, what are we doing with Isaiah McKenzie? Is he going to get too frothy?
1: Is he getting frothy? Where is he? By He's, the way, Gretch, you got us on. Remember, you got us on uh, McKenzie in one of our early drafts. That's yeah. pretty nice. it's gonna that's gonna age well. I mean, we have no idea what this means. He, he could just be back
2: for special teams in the same role, but if they do cut beasley who they haven't cut yet that i've seen have they he, he has a cuttable contract then mckenzie could be pretty nice in the slot
0: he's up almost 50 picks here on the, i think they've given the him table. permission to
1: seek a trade I, oh I that's right think, yeah i don't think he'll be back
0: yeah um i i think mckenzie is going to become an incredibly trendy but they were talking pick. to
2: christian kirk Cause we saw Josh Allen had dinner with him and they were um, rumored for some other receivers, right? Like I, they could, they could still draft a receiver. I mean, I just don't want McKenzie to get too expensive because I want to take yeah. some of him. I, I'm Definitely. not going to chase him up to like the 12th or anything.
0: Right. <clears throat> I mean, Gabriel Davis still seems pretty nicely priced. Yeah. He?
1: He's well-priced. Cause people are kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop on Gabriel Davis. And it's like, it's not dropping because even if they draft like Traylon Burks or something awesome, I mean, it's a rookie and Gabriel Davis is going to be on the field, right? Like, I don't know. They're probably playing Burks over McKenzie. Wouldn't you think?
0: Well, what do you, what do you think of this? I, I missed this rumor. Landry would. um
1: I thought Landry was rumored for the Falcons. That was the last I'd heard.
0: You're the one that works for Big Peacock, man. I don't know. I, I think free agency just happened yesterday, two weeks ago. I can't keep <laughs> you No, you there. think it
1: happened two weeks ago. Well, hey, well the, did you talk the about,
0: Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs no.
2: are going to add someone, and Landry's been rumored there too,
1: right? Landry's been rumored to the Chiefs, yeah. I think he'd be fun with the Chiefs. He'd be very fun, yeah. Landry can still play, I think. Landry would be kind of perfect for the Chiefs. They need like a capable guy.
0: So I assume some of these guys their ADPs are just kind of staying flat. I guess Amari here um, CD
1: should be on the rise. Yeah, Sean G mentions Cedric Wilson now in Dallas.
0: That was a. I thought that was. I mean, I, I don't know what the financial stuff was, but it just seemed weird to me losing Amari that they'd also let Cedric Wilson walk. Do you think they they draft someone?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think they do. And I mean, there's lots of guys to choose from as well. I mean, there really is like. This this wide receiver class doesn't really have a ton of guys. Like I mean, K- Kadarius Tony looks pretty good, but still is like a prospect profile. He was he was a landmine, um, or he profiled as a as a strong bet of being a landmine. I should say there aren't really guys like that. Uh, I, Olave is a is an upperclassman who wasn't all that productive, but he's playing with super super good target competition. The scouting stuff on him is really good. Uh, and then there's a lot of underclassmen who were productive. So uh, I don't, I don't love Jahan Dotson if he ends up being a first round pick, but outside of that, I, I feel like, you know, they're kind of good with whoever they get.
0: Yeah. Gretch, where are you at on uh Cowboys wide receivers?
2: You know, honestly,
0: I haven't given it a much,
2: much thought um, was bummed that Cedric Wilson left. I don't think like I'm going to be super stoked on him in Miami and it's I mean it obviously leaves a lot there for the guys that are left but I I mean is lamb going to get too pricey is sort of my concern I think Schultz is going to be a nice pick this year dude
0: yeah I feel like it's almost hard for lamb to get even any more pricey I mean he was even before this was still going at the two three turn and sometimes you know mid to late second round like i don't know how much higher he can get
1: yeah that's true yeah that's a good point
0: um so maybe maybe us slappies who are still taking him there early got bailed out uh, a little bit i mean
2: what are they gonna have early in the year
0: these three <laughs> yeah but Shultz- Gallup, Gallup.
2: towards acl late last year like he's not going to be there early in the year so it's really those two lamb and schultz and like they used to have a lot of guys and they're going to be like thin early next year. I mean, running yeah. Noah Brown out on a bunch of
1: routes.
0: Yeah. Uh, the chat uh, wants uh, calling Burks uh, to Arkansas, a little Jerry love for his uh, Arkansas players there.
1: That makes a lot of sense. And it also, he should be available to them. I, it sounds like, you know, probably like Wilson, Olave and Drake London could all go ahead of Burks in the draft. So,
0: Wow, Olave over Burks now? Just That's how bad his combine It's possible.
1: It's possible. I don't know. I mean, Olave's scouting stuff is like, you know, in terms of like high character NFL teams, just like being like, this is a guy we want. It's like, I've heard nothing but awesome things about Olave. So, uh, you know, that, that usually goes a long way. And then Burks was like, people thought he'd be a really explosive athlete. I think the combine, probably people are making too much of it. But like the reason we care about the combine is for draft position. So if it does end up hurting his draft position, we, we need to factor that. But how much would it hurt? I mean, he's not going to be a second. Probably not player? that much. No, nah,
0: he'll be a first round pick still. So.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, what a. How are we feeling about the other big risers? Were uh, obviously the Broncos. We mentioned Sutton uh, quickly at the top, but I, I assumed I was going to come back to just tons of Albert. Oh, love. Is, is that been happening? I've missed that on, on He Twitter. was
2: immediately Don't. going ahead of Noah Fayette right after the trade. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I,
1: I jumped on a pot with Davis and we called him a, a top. I think we agreed he was the dynasty tight end six.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. All right. was, we,
1: All right. we did our part. We did pumping our those part. bags. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Davis yeah. hasn't been every league I'm in with Davis. Like, yeah. I yeah, was literally guys. just
1: pumping Davis's bags <laughs> for the people. <laughs>
0: I mean, out where do you think Albert O, FFPC main event time? What round do you think he settles in? Eighth,
1: fifth, or sixth? Whoa. Oh,
2: FFPC, yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. Titan premium, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I get it. Uh, it de- it definitely is is steep there. I mean, because that was like, I mean, wasn't Dallas Goddard was going after that this year, right?
1: When did you get Thomas in your pros versus Joe? and so you get him in like the six twelve, and we were like, "Oh, this is nice."
0: Is this is this your way of bringing up our Logan Thomas versus Noah Fant bet that I lost? No, uh. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it honestly wasn't, fun. but I'm just yeah. I think, think it was at like the seven eight turn. Yeah,
1: seven eight turn. Okay, so so then I think he'd probably maybe he, maybe he'll be more in like the six seven turn because I I remember us being like Logan Thomas isn't really a target, but here he is or whatever. I feel like that's too high still like isn't that where
2: Fant went I got Fant in like the seventh last year in one main event he wasn't usually going that late
1: but yeah but I mean honestly should he go I'd higher like than last year yes I think he should okay unless, unless something wrong. changes unless they bring in another guy or whatever but I would rather have Alberto I mean Alberto has been more efficient than Fant in yards per route run since a very the, small sample very small sample but not even if we would season. expect right we would expect that he runs all the routes though and he's got russell wilson as quarterback now so yeah. yeah what
2: does he have like two i think it's like 225 routes or something like that over the two years which is i mean
0: for that's a, not nothing a, though a it's not though. nothing
2: it's like half a year uh like you'd want at least like 500 routes if you're picking him there for this next year but He's been very we've, good.
1: We've made we've made stronger predictions on less. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah.
2: And he was I mean, he's a good athlete and was a good prospect. So I'm not like I'm not knocking that. I don't I don't think that's yeah, a, no. a bad take.
0: Do you guys have um I like him? I mean... like... I was just going to say, I'm interested in all these guys. And so I was trying to say, like, is there a guy I'm going to be going out of my way with? Or is this just going to be a team I'm just always trying to grab one or two and then end up with so much Hamler because he's the cheapest?
2: Yeah, well, and Tim Patrick's going to be really cheap, too. And I've never been a Tim Patrick fan, but he's exactly the kind of guy that I think like I, I, I think he might be one of the like low key best mm-hmm. fits for russell wilson like he's freaking david Kurtz. Moore. For, for, yeah, yeah or like he's all those dudes like he's gonna get a few more tds because of it he's like he struggles or maybe to earn he's targets. the tyler lockett
1: you know he but... struggles
2: to earn targets at a high rate but he's actually pretty decent as a receiver but russ extends plays which helps mm-hmm. those types of guys then earn targets mm-hmm. like get open basically like this is the guy that could randomly have a decent year i feel like but I like Hamler a lot too. I mean, I honestly like Judy's the one I don't love. Russ is not a guy who steps, you know, hits the back of his drop and throws timing routes. And Judy's like, you know, route running, timing over the middle of the field type stuff. I, for me, it was like, it was Sutton, mm-hmm. Hamler and Patrick that I was immediately like, oh, this is really interesting. Not even necessarily Albert O. Cause I mean, I think Albert o is, it's a good fit for him, but
1: um, I don't know that Russ has like ever been like a big tight end guy, you know? But remember, Judy was operating. He had an eight out of 14.5 as a rookie. This is after Sutton went down, and he was operating deep downfield. Like, I don't think he has to be kind of a shorter underneath guy. He had yeah. 67% of his snaps out wide as a rookie, wasn't all that efficient, um, but he wasn't bad. I think it's off the top of my head, but I believe it's 1.66 yards per route run. Solid, not great. Um, so, I don't know. I think Judy could be that guy, yeah, but I like I, I like getting Tim Patrick too. I, I'm actually happy to hear you say that because I was on with uh, with Josh and Hayden the other night, and I had Traylon Burks lined up to take in our draft, and uh, I we had Russell Wilson in the Superflex draft. Forgot that. I put Tim Patrick in the queue and I let the clock tick down and took Tim Patrick by accident when I meant to take trail on Burks (laughs) 30 spots ahead of ADP. So So I need that Patrick to uh, to pay off. I I, I do like your
2: call on Judy and just to be clear, like I'm definitely gonna take him too. Pete, I I think you put it perfectly. I want exposure to all five of those guys on the screen. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's what I was just thinking through. Aren't the Broncos gonna be the most fun team to backdoor stack? in best ball you get yeah. russ and then you know you have alberto hamler patrick late and like mm-hmm. you think mm-hmm. about how those best ball playoffs shake out where oh one week you get the hamler bomb next week you get the patrick bomb like uh that seems like a very fun cheap backdoor yes. stack. have we had a team this fun to backdoor stack i don't know while it, like the it's... bills were kind of fun last year yeah after digs all those guys were cheap even the running backs
1: uh, yeah good call that's true you could do it sanders beasley davis but they, they got a little bit more expensive. I wonder if that happens. I wonder if like even Hamler ends up in like the 13th round.
0: Hamler, I mean, I know in our corner of the internet, we all, all like him, but he never, even when he became a trendy late round pick, he never got too high up there. Um, like mm-hmm. he never got steamed a couple rounds.
2: And it's going to be hard when he is the fourth receiver. Too many people think he won't get on the field enough. And, and that could be true. Patrick signed a pretty good deal in season last year, which kind of boxes Hamler out in some in some regards I I just like I think the optimism is that they rotate enough and he's this vertical threat that provides something that um, keeps him on the field a decent amount and obviously if there's any type of injury or anything it can create opportunity
0: what about like where are we at now on Metcalf and Lockett I mean just total dust like what are we doing with these guys Metcalf's
2: gonna be fun to take I think I was trying to take him last week but we didn't really talk about him I mean, he had a really interesting year where um, it was his third year, right? Yeah. And his first two seasons, he didn't actually earn targets at a really high rate. Like, I'm always breaking yards per out run up into targets per out run and yards per target. He had great yards per target both of those years, not particularly elite targets per out run last year. And Russ missed some time, right? So it was different quarterbacks. Yards per target kind of cratered for his profile. Downfield guy, big body, obviously can do stuff after the catch it was like very average yards per target, but his targets per run took like a pretty substantial jump. He actually showed like a, a alpha type target earning profile as a downfield guy. Obviously the quarterback change is terrible, but he could be good enough if he can earn enough targets to also still be efficient. I, I mean, I'm not like completely out on him. He's still a young receiver that we, we like for, you know, valid reasons he also
1: might not be in seattle there's a chance he right. goes and if they bring in a quarterback maybe you know and now there's another quarterback potentially in baker mayfield that yeah could be on the move we don't it, know his quarterback play is going to be bad
2: like right now it looks like it's drew lock they could draft somebody as well at nine i mean that was the first thing right after the trade was they're going to take someone at nine whether that's malik willis or can we talk Corral. about
1: how Twitter is going to have to, like, literally, it's going to be, like, two shifts of, like, workers, like, passing each other at a factory of, like, switching camps on Pete Carroll if they sign Colin Kaepernick. (laughs) Everyone's going to switch teams. We're we're going to be like, all right, I guess Pete Carroll's pretty good.
0: So you're saying (laughs) Pete Carroll... Pete, Car- uh, Pete Carroll's a PR agent should be telling him to sign <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. Everyone who citizen.
1: doesn't like Pete Carroll now will like him, and everyone who likes him now won't like him. Wow. It'll be incredible. Please do it. I think yeah, he I, said
2: today I, that he doesn't think he, – he said something like Kaepernick deserves a second chance, but he doesn't think that's with Seattle, which I was like, why the fuck not? Why not sign him, Pete? Because
1: he's lying about the first part. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: I yeah. looking at. I was just looking real quick at the underdog and the fan ball, and it looks like Metcalf has only dropped a handful of spots, um, but Lockett has dropped uh, about a round and a half on both underdog and fan ball. So people reacting a little bit more to Lockett than Metcalf, which I don't know makes sense to me. That seems pretty it, efficient. It does
1: to me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lockett's stuck there. They can't. They can't deal him. Yeah, this contract doesn't make it. I don't really problem. want anything to do with Lockett. I mean, the Metcalf thing
2: is like maybe he's just really good. I love. I mean, I love Tyler Lockett, but like he's always just thrived on efficiency. That they- him and Russ have been so good together for a long time.
1: Yeah. And you talk about like the extra time and the guy getting open, like that's that's unlocking a lot. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. What do we? I mean, is this just? They're probably going to be one of the worst offenses in the league, depending on the quarterback situation. What what do we do with Rashad Penny in this context? Knowing, I mean, well, he's a free agent. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I did the same thing the other day. I forgot his free agent. So, I mean, I think, I don't know. I've been, like, struggling with what to do with Penny because I don't know where he's going to land. But, like, he, he looked really good. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, man, it, could you imagine if he had gone to Miami? That would have been
0: fun. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, you know, I mean, Pete Carroll, is he just... You know, foaming at the mouth to draft a couple of running backs if they let Penny go. I mean, there's no way he's going into this. <laughs> Look at Gretch, so dejected.
1: Because <laughs> you're right. Hall, yeah. <laughs> well, the joke was uh, that, you know, he would just take, I think this was me and Davis. Yeah. Yeah. We were joking that he would then turn around and draft Brees Hall at night, <laughs> which would just be <laughs> the most Pete Carroll thing ever. God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, if I was Pete Carroll, I'd be, I'd be looking to retire about now. I mean, I would not want to deal with this roster uh, heading into five this. Five years season. Oh yeah, and
2: then they signed Will Disley to a three-year extension, seven fucking million a year.
0: What like, what 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 was that about? I mean,
1: he's a blocker. He's a good blocker. That's that's the correct. Question. <laughs> that's true. That, that it, that's the that's why he's a good blocker.
0: Yeah, I asked for uh, my TLDR on uh twitter and this is how i found out about the disley signing was uh levitan sending me his tweet that says the fuck is going on here (laughs) (laughs) will disley is reciting with the seahawks a three-year 24 million deal (laughs) uh we got silva here they also gave a 35 year old two down situational run stuffing nose tackle al woods a two-year nine million deal perfect guy to spearhead the rebuild i wish i got that joke it seems like it's a funny joke for guys who know trench players but i do not
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I don't have to take <laughs> this word for it.
0: Um. Yes, this is. uh You know, in the same way, Roham has said, "Top Shot is a 100-year project." Uh Pete Carroll has said, "The Seattle <laughs> Seahawks is a yes." Oh no. All right. <laughs> Pete well, Carroll said, "A hundred-year project." I've got some to the stuff Seahawks. to do tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what update your will? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I <do> will. <laughs> Oh, my I'm not going to have much tax liability in uh, 2022. I'll tell you that. Uh Gretch bracing for more top shot talk. Don't worry, Gretch. We will save you. Um <laughs> Let's see. Any of these other interesting uh, risers and fallers that we have not talked about? We haven't talked much about the box. What do you guys think of the Russell Gage signing?
1: I think it's a smart real life signing. Yeah, it's a good call.
2: He, he had a surprisingly Good bounce back year. I gave him a lot of shit last year and said he was just a guy. And it was interesting early this off season. I noted this in the target spot run right up. I did on uh, on the newsletter um, that he started out this off season going later than last year, just, I guess, cause he got hurt. But like when he played, he was actually showed something more. He had taken a step forward. Now, one of the huge parts of that is he had no target competition. He had a young Kyle Pitts and no one else, and mm-hmm. that's going to help targets per out run for sure. Now yeah. he goes to one of the most crowded situations he could be in where he's going to be running routes alongside Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and those guys. I I mean, he prior to last year had not shown a lot of target earning potential. He's certainly not Antonio Brown in that regard. T- Antonio Brown's targets per out run were massive last year. And so the way I looked at that was like, this is good for Evans and Godwin like especially when godwin gets back healthy this is going to be good for those guys to potentially consolidate a lot of volume but i mean it wouldn't be too surprising after he had a, a decent year last year if gage got some volume there too
1: i mean he's, he'd be interesting late good yeah offense. i think he's interesting late for sure i mean he he was pretty capable last year and like a lot of situations you know, there's, there's a lot of situations where they're like isn't anybody there you know what i mean but like Remember, every AJ Brown gets hurt. Julio Jones is hurt. It's like, Nick Westbrook-Akini going to get a lot of targets. It's like, nope, he doesn't. You know, like, Khalif Raymond was projected for a bunch of targets because there weren't any Lions wide receivers. They went to someone else. Like, there is still, even when there's no one around, some skill in getting those targets and at least being better than bad competition, which he was. Yeah. The other thing is that he played about half of his routes in the slot last year. He's been like typically kind of a two thirds in in the uh, two third snaps in the slot guy down about half last year. I think that's a good sign because he can play in the slot. They might actually roll out pyramid on the outside uh, and then gauge in the slot when Godwin isn't healthy. And then when Godwin gets back, you can put gauge on the outside. Maybe he only runs like 50% of routes, 55 and then they rotate in paramount for some deep threat stuff. But uh, you know, I think his versatility is going to help the offense just kind of chug along.
2: They also uh just signed Godwin to a bunch of, a bunch of money. Oh, they did. Yeah. Nice. Like while we're on the show.
0: Yeah. I feel like gauge is going to be a tough one to think through, you know, for fantasy where he could be a total smash when Godwin is out and then really not add a ton fantasy wise when Godwin is healthy. Um, but yep. I guess you could you could make a case that Brady can can definitely support you know three pass catchers. I guess what happens with the tight end situation will be interesting too. Are we just all working under the assumption Gronk is coming back?
1: Yeah, and apparently he said it at a barber shop or something like <laughs> that, that, that that came out today.
0: Yeah, <laughs> because they because Howard is gone, right? And so otherwise is Brait is Bray still under contract? Uh, I think Brady is under contract. I think so too. I think he gave him
1: kind of a gross deal a couple years ago where he's
2: actually making a decent amount of money, if I'm not
0: mistaken. Tommy, you're in the right place. Tommy has been uh, hammering Russell Gage thinking he was in Atlanta and no idea he was a free agent. (laughs) We're all learning (laughs) things on tonight's show, Tommy. Uh, Sean says, how many targets for Kyle Pitts this year? 200? I mean, talk about going to get a a vacated target uh, premium jump in his ADP. I mean, Kyle Pitts... It's hard to make a case against his target. I projection. mean, you didn't have any
2: competition last year. If you couldn't beat out Russell gauge, Gage... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Like obviously I <laughs> like pits, obviously I like pits, but I mean, I don't think Russell gauge leaving suddenly makes his competition. Like, they're going to add someone either in the draft or in the end of free agency here.
0: It actually like his ADPs, uh, gone down a little bit. And I know that Matt Ryan was another one of the big, uh, risers and fallers here. 32 pick fall in, in daily ADP. So people are definitely worried and probably rightfully so about the Falcons offense in general.
1: Yeah. But I think like, you know, they've been talking about Jarvis Landry there and maybe they, maybe they get like a juju or something instead. I don't know. They need someone. Of course they might end up with Watson. So there's a ton of stuff still up in the A-Rob. I've there. I've heard A-Rob. A-Rob.
0: Yeah. yeah i sure connecting the dots there to. That'd be fun, I guess.
1: Fuller would be people talk about Fuller if they get Watson, um, but either way, I think Pitts is like no one's gonna kind of usurp him. He's gonna be basically the number one wide receiver. So I don't. I hope they sign someone. Like right. I think his worst yeah. case scenario is they don't sign anybody, and it's like yep. Pitts as a tight end. Pitts basically operating as a number one wide receiver, but at a disadvantage because he's a tight end, and he's a second year player. And he's surrounded by absolute scrubs. And the defense is just like, you're not gonna beat us with Kyle Pitts. What's what's your what's your counterpunch? You know, what's your secondary action?"
2: Yeah, I, I want a guy it? like A Rob that at least has some potential to earn earn some attention across from
0: yeah from him. something. It also uh I'm I'm sure people know the stats and, and maybe even you guys, but just anecdotally watching Kyle Pitts, it seems like they were using him a ton on the outside and just having him try to beat you know, one-on-one coverage, which he's capable of doing, but it didn't seem like they were scheming him a ton of looks like over the middle, like getting him in motion, those little tight end rub routes. Like that is what concerns me. Like if you start to get the Des Bryant treatment where it's like you're a freak, but we don't ever actually do anything to get you the ball in creative ways. Right.
1: Yeah. I I guess that is kind of a concern. It's just, I think the bar has been set really, really high for pits and that made me a little overly cautious last year, uh, but I feel like now the market's a little over overly cautious. Like what he did last year was like stunningly good for a rookie tight end, and combined that with the prospect profile, we should be like super psyched about him. So uh, I don't know, maybe it won't be perfect, but there's just a lot of upside with a with a player profile like Pitts doing what he did as a rookie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm still excited about him, and at least on Underdog, his ADP never got too out of control um, there. So I still, I still like taking him in that you know mid to late third range or wherever you kids are getting him these days. Uh, I'm so out of the drafting streets. I feel like I'm, I'm flying blind on uh, post free agency ADPs here. Um, any other chat? Let me know if there's any other players. I saw someone uh, mention where we thought Julio Jones was going to go. He got released by the Titans. Was that a surprise or was that expected?
1: It well, was surprising. It was a little bit of a surprise, yeah.
0: I mean, is he, I mean, is there any juice in the gas left in the tank there for him? Are there any spots we'd get excited about him?
1: I was making the case for him. I think there's juice left in the tank. Um, by the way, shout out to Josh Norris, who uh, I believe it was yeah, was it last night? I, I Honestly, like every day feels like a thousand years ago. I think it was literally last night I was on this pod. And he said, he was like, I think the Titans are less likely to sign Deontay Foreman than Dontrell Hilliard. Then Deontay Foreman was signed by Carolina today. And he was like, and then he also mentioned how much they just don't like Julio in Tennessee. And then they cut him. <laughs> Josh just crushed it. <laughs> uh, but I've been drafting Julio and I'm going to keep drafting Julio. Like I, I said this on uh, the good football Show just a couple hours ago, but it's like, imagine if Julio had been a free agent and then signed with the Titans. We'd be like, eh, I, don't, I don't know about that. There's not a ton of passing volume. So now that he's a Titan and moves to being a free agent, like, shouldn't that be good? Like, I feel like that improves his outlook because most places will but- be a little bit better than the Titans were. We definitely got to take into
2: consideration they sent him to a two year deal last year and intended, I think, to have him for two years. And he was Yeah, they hurt. traded picks for him. Or they they traded for him last year. He had two years left, though, right? And it was like, okay, he's two years, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and he gets hurt, and he doesn't um, doesn't really perform well when healthy, and they decide they're going to give up on that after one year. So that's
1: kind of it's not a great sign, but like this guy's been in the league since 2011. He's been a star. He washes out with uh, you know this one coaching staff. He was good when he was on the field, but he's he was hurt a lot, but he was good when he was on the field. 1.84 yards per outrun, which is actually pretty good. He was awesome the year before that with 2.6. I mean, he was elite in 2020. Um, he kind of watched out with with that administration, but it was a new coaching staff. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's like become a malcontent in his 30s. That seems less likely to me, though, than like he was hurt. They didn't like what they got out of him. They felt like it was time to move on.
0: And that stuff, I feel like those situations with the kind of wide receivers who lean toward Diva, they can get exasperated quickly. Like if you don't have mm-hmm. the super elite quarterback, you go a few drives without getting a touch, all of a sudden you start right. getting angry and that stuff just snowballs. Um, not making excuses for him, but I can see how things could have soured for him quickly uh, in Tennessee.
1: Plus, apparently, I don't know, this might just be a total rumor, but someone was saying that uh, Isaiah McKenzie was was trying to recruit Julio to the Bills. like. That's one reason, you know, Pete talked about the blind spot that I have too of like uh, you know, being like, "Ah, oh, Tom Brady's not coming back, why would we draft him?" But like at least with Julio now, you do have the outs to the juicy stuff. Like he could he could win yeah. with the Bills. Like that that's plausible.
0: Yeah. Um we had a couple people talking about the um uh Najoku with Austin Hooper gone, it seems like he has a, a clear runway. There now, uh, although we don't Who's know. Who's gonna quarterback.
1: quarterback then though? Right. Do you guys have
0: any feeling on that? I don't know, man. You just check the PSM model, you don't really worry about the quarterback. Albert well, the o, PSM Donald model and Park. a joku
1: is not he's <laughs> the is uh, a
0: grown ass man, dude.
1: We might need some some measurables on that. Why? I'm is just saying a... he's athletic, but the the efficiency hasn't really been there.
0: Okay, I thought you were like making a reference to like there was a dong shot of his that was leaked or something. (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I don't think the PSM model gives one shit about efficiency. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, the PSM
1: model, you know, that there are some, I don't know what the inputs are, what Levitan's got as far as the inputs, but
0: (laughs) I'm just saying the inputs might not
1: be correct in this
0: case. (laughs) I think Adam would admit that the inputs aren't correct on that model. I would uh I would argue that none of the models that levitate floats have corrected, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, He's see, Tom, Tommy was with me too. Like, I could swear I was like, Is this, did was there a David Njoku, like, dong pick leak why I was gone on vacation? And now Pat's giggling because I don't know about
1: it. That, uh, I should have just kept that going. That would have been
0: good. Yeah, I was like, God, I, I missed quite a time. Um <laughs>
1: missed a hell of a week, but.
0: Uh, the chat also bringing uh, into mind uh, Harrison Bryant, who has been solid at times. I, I could see that being a thing. Um, Nick, circling back on the Devin Singletary stuff. Yeah, Nick, we we touched on that a bit at the top. I was mostly concerned about what it means about their intentions for bringing someone in, and if it is a pass catching back at curbing Singletary. But do you guys have any other takes on that?
1: Uh, I mean Singletary's whole thing is snaps. Like, yeah, he's just just snaps. Yeah, hundred percent of snaps against the Chiefs in the playoff loss. Like, that's. That's why he ended up being valuable at the end of the year. So I, I think I it's just an incredibly fragile situation where basically anything screws that up. Um, kind of a perfect storm last year for him to get a hundred percent of snaps in a playoff game. I mean, that's pretty wild. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I will it's another one of those things where Singletary, not a guy you want to be drafting, you know, pre-news like this, where you're paying as if He's a bell cow back with, you know, no competition. I'd rather wait for them to bring in somebody than get his ADP back. I mean, he was one of the best ADP values last year in drafts. He was going 13th, 14th, 15th round. No one wanted to draft him. Um, I'll be really curious to see where sentiment settles on them when they inevitably be bring inevitably bring in uh, another back. I can't imagine they go into the season again with just Moss and Singletary.
1: Yeah, probably not. I mean, they get to the, the comments point there i mean they've they've indicated several times now that's not what they want to do
0: yeah i mean could you see the bills i mean where 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 do the bills pick like could they do the chiefs thing and they're like we're just one incredible running back away from from taking this all down and you know taking a running back in the first or second round
1: yeah i could see that i mean that it's a new gm right they're not a new gm
0: where did
2: I don't know if it would be the first round, but, I mean, would it be crazy if they took – if, like, Kenneth Walker fell when they got him
1: in the late second? Do they have a second? I assume they do. You could get a really good running back in the third. Like, if White's available in the third, I mean, I think he'd probably be worth drafting. He he has, like – he has some legit upside. He's basically everything we liked about Kenny Gainwell, but he's, like, 20 pounds heavier, and he didn't just bomb his rookie season. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> so, so, Singletary is going to be the exact same pick as last year but just like eight rounds higher. Yeah. Instead of Zach Moss it's going to be someone else but it's going to be the exact same situation.
0: Yeah. Um Gretchen, are you so have you been drafting uh or not drafting on fanball? We have Van Jefferson here. Uh well he's a he's a huge faller. 23 Why? I don't know. That was surprised me when when Dumpner- Now you me. guys listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> You finally, you finally got the people uh, fading Van Jefferson here. I
1: tried to get Tutu Atwell from Davis and Dynasty, and uh, he wouldn't, he wouldn't trade him. So I don't know, maybe it's Tutu steam. Uh
0: what about uh, What about Christian Kirk? How are you guys feeling about him?
1: Denny Exhausting. had a good point on where it's like at some point the projections are going to come in, and we're going to realize his ADP is like, you know. 15 spots behind his target projection. (laughs) We're going to have to be like, all right, we got to take Christian Kirk. But until then, I think I'm going to be one of the people just being like, "Mm, not yet.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, the Jags discussion has been so exhausting. I mean, that was another one where Twitter just freaking loves to say the same stuff that everyone has already figured out. Like um, on, on Kirk, it was like, everyone was just kind of laughing and having a good time about how big the deal was. And then like, you had like, 50 Twitter solutions being like, oh, but what about the guarantees? Oh, it's only two years. It's only, you know, it's only two years, and there's only this amount. And it's like, it's still 20 million a year for two years. Like it's still the same. Like the, the Kirk discussion was was exhausting. But like my, my point is like, I think everyone knows now you look at guaranteed money with these deals. And yet every time you see a new contract, you're gonna get like six people chiming mm-hmm. in on your timeline that are like. We got to see the guarantees. It's like, yeah, we know that now we've known that for like five years. Like that, that was, that's not a thing that is like, you know, the sticker, the sticker value on, on an NFL contracts isn't great. But anyway, you just want to know about Christian Kirk and fancy football. He's falling asleep. He's like, what are you talking (laughs)
0: about? (laughs) No, I'm still, I'm, I'm wide awake. I'm just thinking about how much stuff I missed while I was gone. Um, well, I'm th- just thinking through the Christian Kirk stuff. I was trying to think of like a an ADP comp or a player type comp. Obviously, he's not as good as Brandon Cooks, but do you think he kind and of He's probably like DJ range?
2: Chark from last year? He's going to play in their slot, but like he's going to be in a similar spot in like a crowded Jags room, but probably as the best option. Yeah. For where DJ Chark was.
1: I don't think it's very similar to Brandon Cooks, um, because the target competition is like. You know, like, I don't know. He's not closer just to Kirk bundled closer to what? Closer to Kirk's skill level. Oh, closer I'm to sure Kirk's skill to Kirk. level. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. It's closer to Kirk's skill level. That's a perfect way to put it. Um, Because even like Evan Ingram, you're like, okay, you know, he was being used like Jason Witten. Like he might, there might be something to Evan Ingram. This is a tight end, very tight end friendly system. It's actually not a very wide receiver friendly system. At least, you know, it, ha- it wasn't in, uh, in Philly. And uh, they also have a pass catching running back in ETN. So I don't know. Like, it's not like there's just no one there and he's the only remotely capable wide receiver. I mean, I'm only half kidding when I say this, but the answer is just to, to draft Visca again. Honestly, Visca has been like decently efficient given the circumstances and the routes. He has no path to the routes. But if you're going to give him to us for free, we're going to draft him. We're no, gonna do it.
0: it. It's, it's, a a it's a new code. It's a new
1: code. We're gonna draft Visca.
0: You can't stop us. Um <laughs> I don't know how you could end the show on anything but that. We are going to draft Visca <laughs> and you can't fucking stop us. <laughs> <you. laughs>